Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, also known as the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, September 11th, 2018. Never forget! My name is Ray, and along with me are... Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this show, we will talk about news and politics and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg and post your thoughts or a link to an article you'd like for us to take a look at. This week, we will be talking about blasphemy law and Kavanaugh, unrelated. But rhymey. But first, uh, being that it is... The anniversary of 9-11, I thought I would, uh, we'd start with a discussion about 9-11. Specifically, what is your guys' opinion of 9-11, the people that, uh, that did the hijackings, the, uh, the attacks on America? It always comes up if you're talking, if you're looking at like the different Sam Harris interviews or different atheist interviews. There's always an argument of, is it caused by religion? Is it the Islamic, you know, background that uh, is the problem? Or is it just political unrest and, and issues and our, our, the American interfering in the Middle East? First, I would say that absolutely religion is a major, major, major part of it, but I don't, I was kind of pondering this last couple of days because I knew the anniversary was coming up. Is it 100% about religion or is there, was there other stuff baked into the crazy? I would say it's... It was almost entirely about American interference in the Middle East. So, see, I would, I would say it was interference that put the plan in motion, but it was religion that got those guys on the plane. Yeah, I think the interference was based on... Our um, backing of Israel, though. So it was religious-based to begin with. Our backing of Israel is religion-based. Right, right. I also think it had to do with, you know, the U.S.'s ties to the Saudi royal family mm. and other things. But, so, you know, that that's definitely a component. And I'm with Jared. I think that there were people with a political agenda. And the way you get someone to die for your cause is religion. True. It's hard to get somebody to commit suicide right. based on politics. Mm-hmm. But you can do it with religion. Hmm. Yeah, 72 virgins will get you on that plane. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. geopolitical stuff. <laughs> yeah. So um, the other thing I was noting was the, the the change in religious intolerance after that time. I mean, that that 9-11, as you know, trite as it sounds, really did change a lot in this country and around the world. And I think a lot oh, it's, of the, I mean, yeah, it's kind of cliche, but... Yeah, it is. It is different. Everything about this country is different now. Yep, I think a lot of the intolerance started, or at least was, you know, the, the fire was lit by nine eleven. Oh, I'm even talking just politics in general in this country mm. and the way things have unfolded and the state of the Republican Party. A lot of that is from nine eleven. I would agree with that. I mean, I think we attribute it to, to you know the, the uh, far right deep state, which it does exist and is a thing. But I think they just they found it a useful rallying cry well or, they say there's nothing that that motivates dumb people than fear mm. and that was a big fear thing I have a lot of people just don't even just 9-11 just scares the living shit out of them brown people would do whatever you need to do i don't care take away all my rights right. <laughs> lie to me lie straight in front of my face and put the proof down on paper and i'll still support you because i'm afraid because i am afraid of brown people mm. and on that day in you know 17 years ago they had reason to be afraid. Listen, 
<clears throat> day one, day one, I was ready to pick up a fucking machine gun and go to wherever they would tell me to go. Yep. And then the next day I had to, you know, was able to think about it, <laughs> you know. Got over the shock. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got over, but processed some of the shock. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there was, there was probably nobody in this country who was like, hmm, let me think about this for a minute. You know, everybody was mad. Yeah. Day one. And it's, there's some people 17 years later are still fucking mad. Look at Dennis Miller. 9-11 <laughs> changed him. Yeah. Do you remember Dennis Miller of 18 years ago <laughs> as opposed to current day Dennis Miller? Only vaguely. <laughs> oh, I was a big Dennis Miller fan. I loved watching his show. He used to read all his books. He was a very open-minded, I would say, more progressive thinking person, right? I do remember his SNL bits. Uh, that's, that's about it. Yeah, I saw him do stand-up at the at, at the Bryce Jordan Center. He was funny. Recently? I, or No, this was 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Maybe 20. Maybe longer. Well, now he go. You know, he's on Fox all the time. He used to be on O'Reilly's show all the time, but now he shows up on O'Reilly's uh, podcast, <laughs> whatever he's got going his on YouTube channel. Mm. Yeah, it's pathetic. Mm. Um, and if you watch his current stand up, he makes jokes about like Nancy Pelosi and shit like that. Like, and a lot of comedians are just like, after nine eleven, D- Dennis was scared. And I remember seeing an interview with him afterwards, and he was just like. Bomb the shit out of everybody. Just kill everybody. We can't have this. And I was like, ooh, that's a wow. major turn for him. And yeah. he just stayed with that. And that's a lot of people felt that way. Hmm. I mean, the, the actual danger for a United States citizen from terrorism is astronomically low. I mean, it's been 17 years. There's been nothing since then? Thinking no, back. there have been very minor things. Not No successful anything. Sure. Right. Yeah. I was going to um, say, do you count the Boston domestic. Marathon? Yes. There were a single-digit number of people killed. I don't remember how many it was offhand. One, I think it was, oh, was it one, one, and and the one guy who, and one of the two guys who perpetrated it. Right. It might have been two. It might have been two two civilians and one perpetrator. Wasn't a big number though. No. I mean, you you were far more lightning to be you know far more Everything likely else. to be yeah lightning shark name it. A lightning shark, and you're telling me I've got a better idea of the chance of a lightning shark attacking. <laughs> that was a comma. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, my new Steam name. So my answer to the original question, which I asked, was I think it it's stated very well in uh, Sam Harris and uh, Majid Nawaz's book, Islam and the Future of Tolerance, that it requires for somebody to commit to true, to become a jihadist, it takes not only a political, geopolitical, like, loss, the feeling that they can't get anywhere in their society, but also some personal loss, and then some sort of ideology. And unfortunately, Islam is a perfect fit for that ideology, the required complete martyrdom. Mm-hmm. Well, so I think, I think religion has an incredibly significant factor. I mean, if you want to get somebody to go fight and kill, yeah, geopolitical, no problem. You want to get somebody to go suicide bomb or run a, their, their own plane into a building— that's really going to take a little bit more, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you take a look at what ha- what is happening in, in Palestine at the moment and the way that um, we are backing them into a corner and Israel is backing them into a corner. This is not going to go well. I mean, they closed down the, the Palestine Liberation Organi- Organization outreach organization in Washington, D.C. They've stopped funding um, aid for the Palestinians, the U.S. has. And there was another one, I don't remember what it is, but the U.S. has done a couple of things very recently to push Palestinians down at the urging and insistence of Israel, I would anticipate. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Um, so that's a powder keg that I mean, it's always been, but they're making it worse. That's not going to force gonna anybody to the plane hijackings. I, it'll be. I'm not saying it'll be worse for America because we are isolated and insulated by, and we're very vigilant nowadays. But for the world, it's going to be bad. I don't know where, but probably for Israelis, it'll be bad. Probably for a lot more Palestinians, it's going to be way worse. Yeah, probably. because it's going to get them riled up, and they don't have the. They can't stand up against against Israel. Mm. They get fired up, and you know, for a day or two, they think they can, and a lot of people die. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, they don't have the the weapons or capacity. I mean, yeah. wep- just weapons. They yeah. don't have the weapons to do it. So, yeah, yeah. religion ruins everything. <laughs> All right. Well, Did anybody brief- have anything yeah, else on nine eleven? Before we uh, we move yeah. off this, I just mm. want to talk about Americans' reaction to nine eleven on a whole. Mm. Sure. And I, I I I can't stand fucking grief hawks mm. Mm. you know these people who like when there's a car accident locally oh god i hope everybody's okay i pray for everybody <laughs> and the first you know they just love to just steep themselves in that shit and 9-11 seems to bring the fucking the worst of the worst out like i don't know the proper way to commemorate 9-11 or or whatever i don't know make it a fucking holiday do something mm. Um, well, it is. It's Patriots Day, right? Yeah, absolutely. We they talked about this last it so week. We could, we could enjoy it instead of fear it. But we don't get like a day off or anything like that. But like everybody with the fucking pictures on 9-11 and like I'm just staring at like a guy I know. I promise I'd never forget. And I never have. What the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. Who's forgetting 9-11? Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Good job on you. What is that? What does that mean? We'll never forget. Like, we're not going to forget. Well, we're going to fucking get you guys or what what is the the meaning behind that probably racism purely um until the last muslim is put in his place is that what it is i i just don't get it like like i don't understand the putting of the pictures i don't get that and the the interesting thing about it is how many people died in 11 about three thousand somewhere in there yeah yeah you know how many people died in puerto rico last year about (laughs) three thousand right yeah yeah uh that'll be a year and a week is there gonna be a fucking day for that no Will we forget about it? We we'll probably will forget about that one. Well, it barely... No, Trump is still going on about how well it was handled. Right. Oh, yeah. A plus. Uh, <laughs> uh, underreported job that he did. We barely acknowledge that that many people died, much less commemorate the, their loss. Yeah, I, I just, I, 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 I don't know. I hate the grief hawking on these things. It's the same thing rolls around like on Veterans Day and, you know. Mm. You know, it's like, hey, it just can't be like, and I understand you can't say happy 9-11 day or, you know, whatever the fuck, <laughs> right. you know, you have to say something. But like, just to never forget, I don't understand that thing. I, just I, like I don't understand the phrase, I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> I don't understand that phrase. Either. Sure. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I, I stepped back and, you know, took a look back and, and thought about it a little bit and considered how it would have changed the country. I think that is all worth doing. But yeah, posting pictures. Oh, as a matter of, we, today we saw, I saw a video today of just before the towers collapsed that I've never seen before. Yeah. Vice News had it on. Ugh, it was amazing. So I, I think it is, it's worth remembering and it's worth thinking about. But you're right. It's also worth thinking about all those people that died because our government gave insufficient support to the people of Puerto Rico. It's, it's the same number. It's, yeah. no, it's no different. Well, the, well, the methodology is different, but... Right. Exactly what I was going to say. It's different because the one was caused by active people mm. the other was yeah a force of nature well, well not necessarily just a force of nature and lack of of response lack of response and lack of preparedness yeah i mean a lot of the people that, a lot of people that died 
weren't hit by, you know, flying debris. They died because they didn't have electricity and their breathing machine didn't work anymore. It was that kind of thing, not just whacked in the head with a 2x4, so. Right, that number includes all direct-related deaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think the best way to sum it up my, my frustration with this is best put from Curb Your Enthusiasm, where Larry meets the guy and he's like, oh, this is my friend so-and-so, his father died on 9-11. And, he's, and Larry's like, oh my god, I'm sorry, you know, your father was in one of the towers? And he said... No, no, no. He was in Cincinnati at the time. Yeah. He just died that day. And I'm he's like, so what why are you telling me that? He's like, Well, it was nine eleven. You know, he died on nine eleven. It's that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's an easy way to remember the day that he died, but I don't otherwise get the relevance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why are you warning me preempt? Yeah. I know that the the show is called Profane Argument, but I don't have an argument against what you're saying. I don't really I don't really like it either, but I don't want to I mean I I never say anything because I mean what are you going to say? Uh, get over it? I mean <laughs> No, no. No, and I'm not and I'm not, not saying that either. Like I just I I can't I don't know, it's hard to explain my frustration. You know what it is? I don't believe most of these people. Sure. I don't I don't believe that they're that worked up about it. And the fact that there's people who were gearing up two days before this? We're putting up videos mm. of the towers, and you know, do you remember? Do, are you still mad? <laughs> no, you're not. You're not mad. Well, you're not going be. around all day thinking about nine eleven. You're only you like these fucking these national things that you can get behind to prove that you're a fucking man or woman. Mm. And if you are still mad, perhaps you should talk to someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get over it. <laughs> get old of yourself. <laughs> Well, anger is not a place you should be stuck. That is where you start. And then you work to acceptance and, you know, rationalization, whatever are the, the other phases are. And you come to an understanding and a plan to move forward. If you're stuck in anger, you should talk to somebody. Anyway, All right. that's, my, that's my rate. <laughs> sure. Fair. Uh, while we're talking about New York, kind of, in a way. Uh, something, I don't know, more positive? It's kind of positive. The New York Attorney General's office has issued subpoenas to the Catholic diocese in the state. Every Catholic diocese. This is, in my mind, it's continued fallout from the Pennsylvania uh, report that came out on the Catholic Church. The New York is going to get their own report. They are looking for subpoenas from the diocese on all of the crimes of sexual abuse and as uh, as well as the cover-ups uh, specifically they are looking for the secret documents that all the churches might have that have not become public so those subpoenas were issued and i'm sure we will hear more about it good i mean that and until all of this is out in the open and everybody understands the depth of the depravity in the catholic church Again, we can't move forward and we can't figure out how to prevent it from happening and to get people the justice that they're due. Very true, which is why over in Nebraska, uh, there is a church being called out, actually a diocese, being called out because they have, in Nebraska, they have uh, had all of the different bishops submit information that they have to disclose uh, everything to promote transparency when it comes to child sexual abuse allegations. And one diocese in Lincoln has completely refused to participate. Mm. 
They say that uh, it's just an attack on the church. There's no no reason that we should do that. Do this. It just gives in to the attack on the church, and people just want to bring the Catholic Church down. Which. All right, maybe, maybe there's a point there, except for the multiple child abuse allegations that have gone on in the Lincoln Diocese that have not been brought to light. Could they say any louder that we have shit to hide? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how they're going to think that this is going to stand, you know? I mean, with the, the environment where things are going, I don't know what the laws are in Nebraska, how indictments or uh, subpoenas could to, could work there, but... Yeah, can you <sighs> appeal a, a subpoena? Yeah, again, I don't even know if the attorney general can subpoena unless somebody else brings it to them. Sure. Like it, it a lot of states that... Right, they need a, a complaint, so... But, yeah, way to put a red flag on your forehead. I, yeah, I know. I mean, innocent people <laughs> wouldn't have a problem with this. Yeah. Are they afraid they're going to make up some shit? Yeah. No, there's something in the records. What I don't understand, because they are who they are, why they don't just destroy the records they don't want to be public. I don't know why you would keep a record of this anyway. I, really good question. Yeah, I mean, just be like, hey, we're just going to move you, and we're never going to give a reason why. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they kept good records is weird. Yeah, this that's the thing. Like, maybe, should I be keeping records of stuff I do in my <laughs> life? Like, these people are keeping records of this. Donald Trump has a vault full of fucking shady shit he's done. Like, why would you keep all this shit? So you can look back in it and revel? I don't know. <laughs> Remember when we moved John out of the church because he diddled that kid? Yeah, that was a that was a fun day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he almost got let's, caught. Let's memorialize this by writing it down. Yeah. In notebook. <laughs> While we're on this, um, this just I don't I don't know if this just happened, but it just came to my attention. Oh no! Apparently there was this article is from August twenty eighth. One of the cardinals, Cardinal Donald Whirl. I don't know how you pronounce that name. W U E R L. He used to be a bishop or archbishop. I think archbishop in Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh, and he was moved to Washington. He uh, became the archbishop for Washington after his mishandling of child abuse and covering up of uh, of child abuse. So he apparently is now a cardinal. He is has put out a notice that he is going to be traveling to the Vatican to talk to Pope Frank about his resignation letter. And my understanding is he submitted a letter of resignation three years ago to the Vatican, but Not the Vatican yet. never accepted it. Huh. Uh, why did he resign? Because uh, there's been many calls for his resignation because of things that he's covered up, specifically in the Pittsburgh Diocese. Okay. So he said, you know what, uh, It's just it would just be better if I were to resign, submitted a letter, and they never did anything with it. So apparently he is going to the Vatican to talk to the Pope, and I, people are thinking that he's going to try and convince the Pope that he should resign. <laughs> <laughs> he could just take off the uniform and walk away. Ah, see, that's what I don't get. That's what I thought as well. Mm. But apparently the Vatican hasn't done anything, so he still finds that he has a duty to stay there and continue his work. Mm. That's all I have about the Catholic Church this week. Ooh, I wow. have, uh, I have, I can bring the tone back down to lighthearted. Okay. <laughs> this is a quick story. It just reminded something that uh, Jared had pointed out about me last week came 
full circle because I was we'd gotten home from from being on the road for a couple hours and uh, I didn't feel like cooking and uh, Kelly was like, "Well, there's a there's a little local carnival here at the Saint Boniface Church," and I was like, mm, "You know, I I feel I feel bad. I don't want to support." the Catholic Church, they rape a lot of children and cover it up, and they're a pretty horrible organization. And Kelly's like, they have funnel cakes. And I was like, oh, snacks, you got me. <laughs> sure enough, I walked over to the carnival and bought some homemade pierogies and funnel cakes. So <laughs> snacks do hold an awful lot of sway over my life, it turns out. <laughs> you can get them on a plane and have them crash into a building as long as there were snacks involved. <laughs> They serve it on the plane. Coffee cake. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Good to know how to motivate Ian. Got it. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was shameful. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Kissimmee, Florida. I believe that we talked about this previously. There was a... They signed a decree declaring 40 days of prayer and fasting, and then they toned it back a bit and, and took out the word fasting, and then they toned it back a bit and took out the word prayer, and uh, just so they wouldn't get sued. But the local chapter of the Free Thought community and the ACLU of Florida and the ACLU of Central Florida all got together and decided that they were going to petition to have a day specifically for the people that stood up for the separation of church and state. And when it got to the same board, they said, yeah, okay, you can do that. Please don't sue us. <laughs> they basically said, if the citizens are able to have freedom of religion, it requires their government to be free from religion. And they got together in the, uh, in the chamber and said... Hey, thanks for having us here. Here's why we're we're here. Here's why it's important to keep church and state separate. And they actually had a day of secularism oh. in the uh, in the courthouse. So wow, in Kissimmee, Florida. Nice. Yeah, huh. just a, a positive story to throw in there. A follow up for our, our one of our last stories. Politicians learning lessons. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So on the side rail over here is um, something that I had, I had forgotten about. Do you remember when uh, Sinead O'Connor tore up the picture of the Pope? I do. Oh, sure. How could I ever forget that? <laughs> Never forget when Sinead ripped up the... <laughs> so nice. the, the whole reason she did that, and I didn't know at the time, at the time I just thought, oh, God, what the heck is going on with her? She did that because of childhood abuse in the Catholic Church in Ireland. I, I did not know that. Mm. And now, so I would like to publicly apologize to Sinead O'Connor. I did not <laughs> understand what you were saying. Now I understand, and I'm behind you. It's a yep. little late, but I'm behind you. <laughs> All those years ago. Turns mm. out you were right. <laughs> yeah. Did you have an issue with her doing that back in the day? I didn't have an issue with her with it, but I didn't understand it. And the controversy, I, I didn't, you know, I, I was kind of on the sidelines going, I don't understand why she did it. I don't understand why everybody's so angry about it. It just was odd to me at the time. And, I think at the time I just went, well, isn't she Irish? So don't they hate the Pope? Like, I didn't understand no. <laughs> the, the correlation there. But no, exactly the opposite. Very it, Irish. She, she, very... she got, yeah, very Catholic. And she yeah. got into a ton of trouble for that. When yeah. was that, by the way? That was that early, was probably like 1991, maybe? 92? I'm looking. Episode 234. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really help. Yeah, it doesn't say. Okay. Someone will shout it out later in the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure. <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah. 
All right. Meanwhile, over in Palm Beach County, they have gotten a whole bunch of feedback from their teachers after putting In God We Trust signs in their schools. Uh, A lot of the teachers in Palm Beach County did not like that and have been doing nothing but complaining. And the school board has decided to remove the In God We Trust sign, which, of course, they, they have to put something up. So they're putting up the state seal which around the edge of the state seal, it says, Great Seal of the State of Florida, In God We Trust. So they're still complying with the requirement of having In God We Trust, but uh, it's the state seal, so that's that's better, right? Yeah, a little. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, better. It is better, I guess. <laughs> it's better. If, if you so have to put it on dumb. a scale. <laughs> what was that? It's just so fucking dumb. Well, yeah. The, really the thing, is. the fact that they think they're going to convince people to follow a religious, a Christian religion, because you post it on the wall of their school, is bizarre to me. I mean, if I have been an atheist all my life, and if it had been on the wall of the school, I'd have just been pissed off about it. <laughs> that or the the opposite of that, the idea that a high schooler will pay it any heed, <laughs> like some high school kid's going to walk in there one day and see it and be like. You know, I never really thought of that before. <laughs> in God we trust. I should trust in God. I'm going to go talk to my pastor. This seems important. <laughs> like, that's happened zero times in the course of history. Yeah. God's going to get Susie to go out on a date with me. <laughs> I trust him. The major problem I have with it, as far as the kids are concerned, is they see it every day. And it just becomes ingrained that that's just part of the society, mm. part of our society, in God we trust. So, you know, it gets it goes along with the whole, our country was founded as a Christian nation, and, uh. you know, that's our motto. And it just becomes ingrained. And when you go to argue with them or give them any <laughs> sort of reality, they have to fight it. Because, no, that, that obviously it wasn't. It, it was in yeah, my school every to- day. Mm. It tends to get watered down, though, because it doesn't it doesn't mean anything at some point. You're just like, yeah, I don't know. And God, we trust whatever this we put on our money. Yeah. And, One nation under God. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Like it never affected yeah. me as a kid. I never <laughs> no. really thought of it that way. I was just like, I don't know. You say that. I don't know. Right. But <laughs> the pledge never meant anything to me as a kid. I, I would do it, you know, and I would be like, I don't know. OK, this is the dumb shit they make us say. Ne- really never paid attention to the words. Didn't really sink in. Maybe that's why I'm such a shitbag on 9-11. <laughs> 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 no, I, I I agree with you. I said those words without having any understanding of what it what they actually meant growing up. So, well, but you you start at such a young age, it just becomes habit. It's rote, and it, it has no meaning. Unfortunately, that's exactly what uh, churches try to do with the Bible as well. Mm, true. I remember going to Sunday school, and the more Bible verses you could memorize, the you you would get a prize if you could come back and recite. You know, different verses from the Bible without opening the Bible. Uh, and, so, give- and they paid you off like a dog when a dog does a trick? Oh, yeah. 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 Candy bars or, yeah. Wow. That is some fucking desperation. <laughs> so for a while, I used, I went to church with my little best friend. Uh, my parents are like, mm, all right, we'll see. So they let me go and I would learn Bible verses and they would give me little stuffed animals. And eventually I had all what? the little stuffed animals and I'm like, eh, I'm done now. Is there another prize? I'm out. <laughs> Gotta collect them all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I'm, I'm being parents... forced to go to Sunday school once because of this woman that babysat me on the weekends, and they would they would always make us go to church and everything like that. And they put me into Sunday school once. And as a kid, 
I was just whenever this came up, my mom's like, "We're Jewish, we're Jewish, we're Jewish, we're Jewish." I didn't know that what that meant mm. or that there was a difference. So every time we would go to like the church and stuff like that, I'd be like, "I'm Jewish," you know, <laughs> and everyone would be like, "Oh," and I never got to go back to Sunday school again. <laughs> <laughs> I got gifts. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't know they were bribing us. Oh, I yeah. probably still would have done it, though. I don't work for snacks like Ian. Yeah. <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> I worked for, I, as a child, I worked for stuffed animals, so. Nice. That is pretty pathetic, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, it, it was pure bribery. Yeah, I, I mean, school doesn't work that way. Right. They don't get, you don't get shit for getting good grades. I think they actually made me leave them there, and I'm like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> And I think my parents at that point were like, okay, we're done with this. No, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> oh, so everybody got the same stuffed animal? You just had to leave them at the show? <laughs> yeah. You win this stuffed animal, you can hold it for the next half hour. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I got a, I got a Marge response. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny that they don't even care that you understand the meaning of what you're saying. Yeah. Or, or try to get you to believe it. They're just like, no, you can memorize it. Good. Now keep saying it over and over again. Spread that. Yeah. Here's your fucking candy bar. <laughs> Here's your little Bring nickel. more people. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason why John 316 is still embedded in my brain. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have an amazing ability to filter out <laughs> things I was forced to remember that I was like, as soon as the test is done, I'm like, I don't need to remember that anymore. <laughs> um, what is John 316? <laughs> Since you it's, know it, I don't. The only exposure I've had to that verse was when I used to watch professional wrestling and Snow everybody. Steve Austin? Yeah, Austin 316. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what that is, but yeah, stunner. I don't know I what it has to, it up, to do like, with that. anything to do with Steve Austin? What's that? <laughs> Did, does it have anything to do with Steve Austin or stunning I, your opponents? I don't think so. It's, the, it's one of the basic uh, verses that Christianity is based on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. It's basically saying, believe in Jesus, you can go to heaven. Oh. So it's kind of a basic so maybe they, they, Okay, so maybe they were, were suggesting that, that they believe in, in the stunning power of Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I just, John 3.16 is regularly held up on like cardboard at baseball games. Yeah. Um, you know, you see it. That, so, I mean, when I saw it in reference it to not wrestling, seem nearly as relevant now that I've heard. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not as. That's not very good. That's no jewels from Pulp Fiction doing the Valley of Death speech or whatever uh, the hell that one yeah. is. That one I like. The Lord's Prayer. Yeah. That's what that's called. I don't know. Yeah, the the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. But did you say it right? I thought it was three dot sixteen, John. <laughs> what did Trump say? Three hundred sixteen, John. Yeah. <laughs> His was two Corinthians. Two Corinthians, right? <laughs> two Corinthians. Everybody remembers the old two Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out with Douglas and. <laughs> oh man! You know it's amazing all the shit that has left my brain from school that I was like, I don't care to know. I don't need to know about this anymore. But I could tell you in detail. The history of Game of Thrones, <laughs> of like shit that wasn't in the shows or the books that I just, nope, just went out and learned on my own. Just dumb shit about the history. Yep, I know it all. I know who the prince is promised. I know who he is. <laughs> nice. All right, I'm going to move on to some uh, some other news here. Follow up on the In God We Trust in Kentucky. There is a Baptist pastor who, strangely enough, is a board member of his state's ACLU chapter. Huh? 
And he has come out and said that In God We Trust is not right. Putting it in public spaces was not something that Jesus would teach, is one of the things he said. And he said that it is just trying to insert uh, Christian religion into the school, and that goes against the separation of church and state, and people shouldn't do it. And again, the reason that it's in the news is he is a Baptist Hmm. pastor. Well, looking into this guy a little further down the article... He was kicked out of the Kentucky Baptist Convention for his willingness to perform same-sex weddings and ordain LGBTQ pastors. So, good guy, relatively. I scrolled <laughs> down to the comments, and the first one is the best, where it says, Rational, cogent, correct, inclusive, thoughtful, Kentucky. Well, he's toast. <laughs> <laughs> so there has been a, a very small resurgence of decent Christian folk recently. I, I, I heard a couple stories. People are starting to speak out about the president. They're starting to... And there was even some mega pastor who spoke out against the president and about what um, you know the Pence and his cronies are trying to do to this country. Wasn't it's, that... The, are you talking about the guy who was on Vice who had said that the old school evangelicals need to either get with the program or they're just going to die out? Yes. Yes. That guy. So there is a... It's small so far, as far as I can tell. But there is a understanding from the young Christians that this is not sustainable and they need to reform and, you know, get it with the times. Just <laughs> hmm. hope. We could live comfortably side by side with good Christians if they're good Christians. <laughs> well, not good Christians if they're good people who happen to be Christian. Yes, I, I will take that correction. <laughs> <laughs> Because a lot of people define good Christians completely differently. True. Good they're against are gay marriage and abortion. That makes them a good Christian. And that's not the case. Right. Can you even imagine anybody 18 years old deciding to become a priest? Like <sighs> in this day and age? I don't understand it. Outside of a, you know, isolated secular community. No, I don't. Not not sec- yeah. isolated, not secular community. Yes, the opposite, opposite of that. Opposite of that, yeah. No, I don't get it. Man. All right. Well, speaking of religious community, I'm going to move on to uh, some world news. Uh, This came up in my news feed uh, from Al Jazeera. There is an Egyptian man who was traveling on business to Saudi Arabia in after, I don't know, well, during a lunch, he was sitting down with a woman and filmed Uh, it. Was it breakfast? What's that? Wasn't it breakfast? Not that it's important, but now this story seems super familiar. I feel like he was having breakfast with a woman. Breakfast, it may yes. have been breakfast. Yeah, it says breakfast right here. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Breakfast. So he filmed it, and I don't know what he was saying. I didn't really pay that much attention. It was in Arabic, so couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. But at one point, she feeds him something. She gives him a piece of bread, like actually puts it in his mouth. And but they're just like they're just talking. They're joking. Now she is in a full. I don't think it's it's not a burqa. It's a niqab. Um, niqab. Yes. So she's completely following Saudi law, uh, except for the fact that (laughs) Saudi law says that men and women cannot eat together. They cannot sit together if they are not married or direct family. He has now been arrested after his video went viral uh, in Saudi. Um, He has been arrested and is being charged with sexual harassment (laughs) for for eating a meal. With this woman, who he works with. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking. The rules in Saudi Arabia are fairly clear, and he posted a video breaking the law. So I I don't know why he should be surprised. 
or why anybody else should be surprised about this. Doesn't mean the law is right, but that's a different issue. The law is the law there today, and you broke it. As long as you're not a member of the royal family, the law is the law. That is sure. Sure. Wow, he can face five years in prison for this. What the fuck? Why would you even go there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Jeez. First of all, it's like 108 degrees all the time. There's no water. <laughs> Why would you ever go there? How did people survive there before air conditioning? I mean, seriously. I, I don't... I have no idea. <laughs> I liked your assessment. It was completely right. <laughs> is is the law horrible and crazy? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's still the law, unfortunately. Thinking you're going to get out because you, you didn't understand it? <laughs> you're Egyptian. You got to know. <laughs> right. Or, you know, any of those things that are, you know, have horrible outcomes and seem unjust. But no matter how fun I think it's going to be when I am walking the streets of North Korea, I'm simply not going to tear up a poster of Kim Jong-un. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's there's no good ending to that. <laughs> I'm Best with you, case <laughs> scenario, I'm going to get caned. Yeah. In any of these countries like this, like, if, God forbid, I found myself walking the streets of Saudi Arabia suddenly, my head would be down the whole time. Yeah. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I would, like, really think about it before I said anything or did anything to anybody. If I didn't have an armed guard and a translator with me. Yeah. Even if I did, I would just, they only would need to to translate me apologizing to everybody. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got to get back to the hotel. I'm sorry. (laughs) I might pull this shit in Canada, but not (laughs) I'm going to move another story forward a little bit because I find it interesting where the conversation went. Um, So there's uh, another article from uh, Andrew Seidel, and I believe he is a lawyer for the Freedom From Religion Foundation. I might get that. I might have that backwards, but We'll see. In any case, he apparently went to Ireland and sent a postcard back to the Freedom From Religion Foundation. And the postcard said, greetings from Ireland. Blasphemy is illegal here, but there's still no God. Cheers. In large letters on his postcard. He then took it to the local post office, which used to be a church, and mailed it. So he was intentionally breaking a law. In Ireland. Now, the reason he's doing it is he's trying to make a point because there is a referendum on this law and they are going to be voting about it Mm, later this year. Is he giving him a case? (laughs) Yeah. Now, I don't think anything has come of it because I don't think the people who handled the postcard cared. Mm. And I think they just mailed it. But um, I find it interesting because of what you were just saying. In that article, it discussed Thoreau's essay on civil disobedience that says, if unjust laws exist... Shall we be content to obey them, or shall we endeavor to amend them and obey them until we have succeeded, or shall we transgress them at once? B. (laughs) Definitely B. (laughs) I I knew that's where you were. (laughs) Well, it depends on if if it's your laws or somebody else's laws. I mean, I don't live in Saudi Arabia. If I lived there, I would be fighting against them, but I don't. So it's not really my place to fight their laws for them. If they are perfectly happy living under those draconian laws, what am I to say? How am I to say anything about that? 
if there is an unjust unjust law in this country, I'm going to talk about it. Well, I think we do need to. Well, I think we need to talk about it. I think we need to make people aware because I think that those laws in Saudi Arabia are completely unjust. And this is a very minor one compared to some of them. Agreed. And I think as what America used to be, Mm -hmm. the leader of the free world, we need to try to coax countries to not have those draconian laws. Right. But that is a political. Yes. You can't do that. Trying to do it on your own by going to the country and breaking the law is not a way to succeed. (laughs) That is, I agree. I mean, if you want to do that to make a point, but I don't think that's what this guy was doing. He was just, you know, being a dumbass. The guy, the Egyptian? The Egyptian guy, yeah. Yeah. So, Jared, where do you fall? <laughs> Transgress them at once? You're you're rebelish. Uh, I say, yeah, go for C. Knock yourself out, but just don't be surprised if you get arrested or a fine or, you know, don't don't write an article. Hey, I can't believe this. I got busted. Yeah, dipshit. <laughs> you broke the law. And, I mean, so. it, yeah, I mean, it depends on, too, if the time is ripe to change the law. I think the time is ripe to change the blasphemy law in Ireland. It's not ripe to change the, um, the, you know, the whatever the hell the law would be called in Saudi Arabia. Segregation, sexual segregation. Sexual segregation. At this point, they're just letting women drive. So <laughs> they're not Listen, ready yet. When, when I was in, at Penn State, I once got arrested for uh, transporting alcohol while I was under 21, mm. having a, a 12 pack of beer under my arm and walking across the street. Hmm. And when I went to court, I was pleading my case and I was like, you know, I'm allowed to go to war. You know, I can buy cigarettes. You know, I can understand why I can't, you know, do this. And the judge's like, are you – what are you doing? <laughs> he goes, are you fighting the law right now? You, you're supposed to be pleading your case. You didn't break the law. That's a totally different case. And I was like, oh, yeah, you got a point there. Yeah. And he goes, all right, I'm suspending your license. <laughs> you know, so there's different ways to go about it. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, you what you could have done is, is um, fought that judge and when he sentenced you, appealed – and tried to change the law, you have to go really high up in the courts, and it's really expensive to do. But you could have potentially, probably not. But yeah, that, that, but that's not that's not why I was there, though. Right, I was there because I broke the law. Right, and instead of trying to prove my innocence, I was trying to fight the actual law. Well, there is a forum for saying that laws are unjust and must be changed. I, I don't I don't know when you get to do that, but you know, underage beer drinking court is not it. <laughs> Well, when you're 20, you got to pick your battles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that seemed pretty important to me at the time. Sure. So I also think it depends on how much you have to lose. Mm. If you're breaking the law and the law, you know, says that you could be killed, they can you could be executed for it. I mean, you just have to be aware. You have to be aware of that. Transgressing the law on purpose in order to try and change the law doesn't work the first 100,000 times. Mm. <laughs> So I kind of agree with with Ian. Uh, try and amend it and and obey until you have succeeded. I mean, if you want to proceed to to level C of of breaking the law to try and fix it, good luck to you. But and there are times when it has been effective. I mean, Rosa Parks on the on the bus. Yeah. The, the, but the time was ripe. The the the, the precedent. The the pump the pump had been primed. People had right. been are, were ready to take on this case and to change the law. But I mean, she broke the law, but ended up changing the law. So it can be done, but... Right, but did she still get prosecuted, though? That's yeah. probably what... Yeah. Initially. She probably still paid the penalty. Yes. Initially, she did, um, until the law was overturned, and then her case was her case was used as the precedent to change the law. Yeah, but like you said, 
the the case of the Egyptian guy in Saudi Arabia, yeah. that's not being overturned. Like no. he's not. He, that's not being overturned by the law being changed. Right. In in Ireland, it's very possible that that would be the case. Right. You have to you have to pick when you're going to fight that battle. Uh, the other thing that I have in world news: India, their Supreme Court has decriminalized gay sex. So this is the first time that uh, that that has happened. What is 150 years that that law has been in place? Um, if you are a homosexual and you have consensual sex, you can be cro- prosecuted and jailed, forced into labor. Like it's it's not not good. It has been a very long fight. So congratulations mm. to India. So I'm guessing there were probably cases that went before the Supreme Court to get that law overturned. I don't have that in detail, but I would imagine there has to be something along that line. I mean, I guess law, the laws can be changed two different ways, once in the judiciary and once in the legislative. But, oh yeah, last year's ruling eviscerated the 2013 judgment, so. Yeah, yeah. just paved the way. Yep. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back in the United States, in Idaho. Oh wait, meanwhile yes? in the United States, um, it is still in some states illegal to have homosexual sex. So before we think that we're doing much better than India, yeah, in some places we are. <laughs> are those laws being enforced though? No, I mean, yeah. probably not. <laughs> yeah, not that, not that I've heard, but perhaps it is still illegal in some states. But continue. But I mean, in some states, it says that uh, sodomy is illegal, mm-hmm. and then they go on to define sodomy as being anything that is not just complete, planned, you know, sex, missionary, yeah, oral sex. Can fall under sodomy. Wow. If the judge wants. So <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not that far. <laughs> <laughs> but in Idaho, there's a uh, decision from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, homeless people will no longer be prosecuted for sleeping in the streets. No. Oh. Now the reason that this came to be is because there are this shelters that exist. A majority of the shelters are religious shelters, and the shelters require religion-based programs that people have to participate in in order to live in the shelter. And some people chose to leave the shelter as opposed to participating in the religious programs. And apparently there were a few people who were arrested who then fought in the court because they were being punished. They they believed that they were being punished for not being Christians. Sure. And the court has now ruled that the city cannot, via threat of prosecution, coerce an individual to attend religious-based treatment programs. So well, as such, they're not allowed to simply prosecute people for being homeless. There, there are also 700 available... Beds in shelters in the city of Boise, Idaho, and 4,500 homeless people. So where exactly were they expected right. to sleep? <laughs> Besides the whole religious argument, there's also just a numbers problem there. And when they started investigating, they found that a lot of those empty beds were empty because people just would refuse to go there. Hmm. Sure. N- nobody wants to be, you know, preached at. <laughs> Come yeah. on, Elon Musk. Fix this homeless problem for us. <laughs> <laughs> Put the joint uh, down. Seriously. <laughs> like, it, it, isn't it like a shockingly small amount of money to fix homelessness in this country? Like a billion? I know that doesn't seem, you know, but in political, you know, yeah. grand country schemes, a billion is not a lot. Right. I mean, it would, it's probably if Trump stays in office for four years, the amount of money he spent 
golfing could pay for, you know, tens of hundreds of thousands of people to have a bed at night. Yeah. Yeah, that's when everybody talks about, like, uh, universal health care. They're like, how are we going to pay for that? (laughs) Why the fuck do we pay for anything else? Right. (laughs) Like, we get money to pay for shit. Pay for that. Pay for this. Fewer billion dollar uh, airplanes. That'd be nice. Yeah, people complain about homelessness. Then fucking make fucking beds for them. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, but then there'll be those fucking... People take advantage of those beds and just sleep in them because everybody wants to sleep in a fucking gigantic building with a bunch of other smelly people. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I'm content with that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Fucking assholes. I hate everybody. <laughs> so speaking of the healthcare thing, did you did you see Jim Carrey on uh, Real Time yeah. this weekend? Yeah, I thought that was really good. He said he went home to Canada and he then when he came back, he heard people talking about how. You know, the Canada, the, the health system has failed. And he was like, that is complete bullshit. I grew up in Canada. I never waited I never on an appointment for anything. My, I never had to pay for a prescription. His mother's never paid for a prescription. And she, you know, she's older. She's got a lot of prescriptions. It's all complete bullshit. It mm-hmm. just works. Are you are you taxed more? Sure. But how much more could you possibly be taxed than what the health care is charging now? Right. Yeah, no kidding. You if someone in your family gets seriously sick, you can kiss your house goodbye. Yeah, yeah. It can bankrupt you. It's ridiculous. Car crash, <laughs> a stroke. I mean, anything can seriously deplete all the family's funds. It's it's insane. The, uh, yeah, I mean, but I always knew that 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 line about Canada was bullshit. You know that? Oh no, no, no! It's really bad there. You have to wait for everything and blah blah blah. And I've spoken to Canadians and they asked them and they're like, nope. Yeah. It's not like that. But the thing that everybody's focusing on was his little bit about socialism, you know, where he said, you got to embrace socialism. You got to love it. You got to live it or whatever the hell he said. Socialism. And they're like, see, Jim Carrey being paid by George Soros. Uh. <laughs> so, can, can we just convert it to social pro- social programs? The social security that you're so looking forward to when you, when you retire. That is, look at the name of it. It's social security. What do you think yeah. that is? What the fuck is Medicare? Yeah. Did you see that line from Trump where he's like, they're trying to raid your Medicare to fund socialism? <laughs> I mean, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't understand why it's bad to want to take care of people in your country. Why is that a bad thing? Because they are under the impression that those people that don't have enough money to pay their own bills are lazy because they are a different color. They they are the enemy. They are... Th- they're poor because they're dumb. They're poor because they're, you know, they're lazy. They're not poor because, the you know, for generations they have been stepped upon and, and not had the opportunities that you have had and the silver spoon shoved in your ass. Or it's j- that, you know, maybe they're poor because they had a family member who had cancer and they had to pay the bills. <laughs> right. <Sure. laughs> Step back an entire generation because grandma got sick. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't understand the logic in that, though. Like, it shouldn't like why? Uh, why is it bad to want to take care of people or to help people, and certainly in your own fucking country? Yeah. Well, like if we're all doing well, aren't we doing better? Especially since the people that you're talking about are usually Christians. It's in your book over and over and over again. Take care of the poor. Take care of your neighbors. They got four hundred beds <laughs> for the forty five hundred homeless people. <laughs> what more do you want from them? <laughs> The the quote to remember is what you did for the least of these you did you did for me. That's that's the big Jesus quote mm. on helping people. All right, 
I'm going to move on because we're running out of time. The last thing that I have is like a multi-parter. Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court. Um, There's a few articles. One's on CNN uh, that's about Roe versus Wade. It's uh, the future of of abortion and how Kavanaugh is uh, pretty much going to do his best to overturn Roe versus Wade. I mean, is there anybody that thinks otherwise? No. Apart from Collins, senator from Maine? Did you see what people sent her in the mail? I'm not sure. Somebody sent her 300 coat hangers to her office. Like, oh my. They have started a GoFundMe for whoever runs against her. They have raised over a million dollars at this point. They're threatening her. If you do this, we will support whoever runs against you. I did see that. It was 3,000 coat hangers. 3,000 coat hangers. That's even better. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. But she's still making the argument that, well, you know, Trump told me that that was not a litmus test for him. Uh, And Kavanaugh, the way he's answered it, he's saying that, you know, that it's settled law. So I'm going to vote for him. Such a liar. Oh, my God. Yeah. So what can he do, though? Like, are the other conservative judges trying to overturn this and they're being stopped somehow? Yeah. Kennedy, Don't they have a majority, like, right now? No, Kennedy um, provided a balance. He voted um, with the liberals sometimes, enough times that they didn't want to bring a case up to him because they didn't know which way he was going to vote. Kavanaugh, they know. Oh, I don't think that's going to be a good idea. But Kennedy is the one leaving. Yes. When does Kennedy... He's exactly. gone now. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're in recess right now, so... So prior to this, it was... So they just wouldn't even bring it to the court because they knew that he would probably split it. Right, or, right. And every, uh, once, every once in a while, they give me a little bit of hope that they might stop Kavanaugh. And then I remember, oh, right, no, they're not going to stop Kavanaugh. And fucking, no, they're not. Stop him? How can they stop him? If they sway enough um, Republicans to not to vote against him, then he won't be confirmed. And it would have to be well, two. Well, I heard they have to get at least two. Well, they need and 51. They need all the right, Republicans. No, I'm saying they need two, two Republicans to yes. not vote for him. Right. And all the Democrats. And all the Democrats, which that's not and even And that's the thing is they don't have all the Democrats. Right. They have those red state Democrats that will probably fall in line who, fuck them, they're not, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you're, you're not a real Democrat. <laughs> no, you're not. Just do the right thing. Jesus, you work for us. Yeah. So Collins needs to take a look at this article that's on Slate because it specifically has that there are circuit courts of appeals who are readying cases to send mm. to the Supreme Court. To overturn Roe versus Wade. So it's not, it's, again, I don't buy her line for a moment that she thinks that. She promised that to her voters. So she's trying to just fall in behind that lie that she is, you know, completely for Roe versus Wade. And it really doesn't matter. She's only doing this because the Republican Party said that they would pull their funding for her next election. There's no question in my mind. Yeah, if she votes against this, they are not going to fund her in her next election. That yeah. is very true. And so will she do the right thing? No, she won't. Probably not. Yeah, is she seeking re-election? Not Actually, this yeah. year. Is she dying from aggressive brain cancer? Mm-hmm. No. Nope. She will not make any correct choices. You're correct. And the judge from uh, Alaska, to, uh, no, sorry, not judge, the senator from Alaska, <laughs> the Hawaiian... Democrat brought up a thing about how Kavanaugh has voted against Native Hawaiians saying they weren't Native Americans. Right. Which has implications for the Alaskan senator. I mean, how can you say a Native Hawaiian is not a Native American? Come on. 
So yeah, he he's he's. Wait, I'm confused. Uh, what are they? What are you talking about? So <laughs> he made some ruling about how native uh, Native Hawaiian people are not don't qualify Polynesian people. Well, not Polynesians, people that were native to Hawaii specifically, um, who are American citizens, who are right. American citizens, but are native to the islands there before the white man got there. Right. They were not eligible for some of the same things that Native Americans were because they weren't Native Americans. Well, uh, Hawaii is America. They were native to that island. So ergo, they are Native Americans, but they were not, they could not. Whoa, 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 Karen. Yeah. I'm not extending these protections <laughs> to Inuits too, just because they were in Alaska first. This is crazy. Exactly. No, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. But maybe, I'm just thinking out loud here, is the problem that, like, so you're talking like they want to, like, open casinos and get, like, reservation land? What do they want? I don't know what they wanted, but he ruled against them and said that they were not entitled to the same things that Native Americans were. I think he did a dissenting opinion. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But could it be that because the things that we give Native Americans, even though it's not a lot— falls under like certain tribes and certain you know certain things like if they wanted these things would they have to make a separate thing saying okay now this is for the polynesian people this is for the well if you're inuit you're native american you fall under that shit right right so actually i'm not sure if the inuit are no they do all they're all indian tribes up there i know they are uh, indian tribes but are they actually considered native american tribes of course are there inuit casinos well, I don't, I, know. I don't know. Just because they're Native Americans doesn't yeah, mean re- that they try to Well, you to have open. to open it up on a, on a res. Sure. Or at least some type of, however that works. I don't know how they work in Pennsylvania, but. Yeah, they're nomadic, so I don't know, I don't know how that works at all. But. I got a, I got a Native American girl from Alaska working in my office. Yeah, they're, they're Native Americans. Like, I'm just wondering if there needs to be, like, a separate, you know, thing for the people of Hawaii. Well, is there a separate thing for the Sioux and the, I mean, all the different tribes? I don't think so. Probably. I think there's, there's, if you're Native American, you're Native American. Right. And if you, if your family is Native Hawaiian, then you're Native American. Hawaii is part of America. Right. I mean, I'm sure that um, when, you know, white people moved into Hawaii, they did horrible people to the Horrible things to the people that actually own I'm not, the land. I'm not denying all that. Mm. I'm just saying, like, well, the, the, there's not a, there's no reservations in Hawaii for Polynesian people, are there? Well, but is that because well, the reservations were a a that was not something that the Native Americans wanted. That was something that they were kind of forced right, I, into. I understand that, but is there reservations there? I don't know that. Okay, do they fall into any of the same category? I mean, I know they do, but right. like legal wise, do they have any of the same stuff? I think that's the point, is that they were trying to get that, and Kavanaugh wrote the dissenting opinion and said that they weren't eligible because they weren't Native Americans. Okay. I'm just – again, I'm just asking. Can can we just throw them into the same program, or does there need to be a separate law thing for them because they're in a different – They tri- would like to be thrown into the same program. I think we do throw them into the same program. I think Brett Kavanaugh disagrees with that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, That's all I wanted to know. And the reason the Hawaiian senator brought this up is because the same thing could be said about the Alaskan Native Americans. Alaska right. is not part of the, you know, continental United States. And Murkowski is the other possible dissenting vote. She is from Alaska. So they're, they're, she was trying to rile up the Native Americans in Alaska to contact their senator and say, don't vote for this asshole. Right. I don't think that's going to work either. Probably not. I, I saw he's getting in, right? Can we all assume he's getting in? I'm taking the uh, the pessimist wrote on Kavanaugh. So, mm. what was that, Jared? He's getting in, right? There's no. Yeah, 
A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, there's, I, I don't even, I was just like, why are we going through all this posturing? Like, just, <laughs> just fucking do it. You're going to do it. I think, I think Democrats are trying to do what they throw can. to him. Yeah, I think the Democrats are trying to prevent it. They're doing all that they can to prevent it. And who knows? There's a point zero zero five percent chance that they'll get it. Uh, it's worth the effort because he is horrible. I was just hearing in passing the story today about him stealing some memo and mm. Orrin Hatch knew about it. I didn't get the full story. I was like running around cleaning up when I was listening to it. But Yeah, there was something about he saw and um, commented on stolen memos and he testified to Congress previously that he did not know that he had no knowledge of the stolen memos. So they're trying to catch him for perjuring himself in front of Congress at the moment in a previous confirmation. Right. And again, that's all well and fine. But is that going to stop some Republican from voting for him? No. No. Nope. No, I think that that if they catch him committing perjury, that opens up the opportunity to have him impeached as a judge. Oh, can and who has to bring that Congress or the Senate? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, the House or the Senate. Yeah. <laughs> Again, by the time it gets there, maybe the demographic will have shifted in, in one of those. Uh, impeachment is both bodies. Yeah. It's always both bodies. And it's more than maybe just the majority. if Trump gets impeached, they'll find some crazy fucking law that we can just be like, rip out all those nominees that he put in and be like, none of these count. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> Redo. If they, have, if, they, if they annul his, pre- his presidency. Yeah. <laughs> Redo. Every cabinet member, you're all out. Everybody's out. Yeah. Mike Pence. Go ahead, pick new ones. He may pick the same ones, but it might be harder for him to get them through. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting ride. Yeah. 56 days, by the way. 56 days. Is there still time to register? Probably. You should make sure you're registered. Double check your registration. Make sure that you're still registered. Yeah, so many states are trying to fuck you over. Yeah. People are trying. Yeah. Especially in Georgia. People are trying to stop anyone they can from voting. All right. Does anybody have anything else? Nope. Not a. We'll leave yet. it on a positive note. <laughs> Blue wave, baby. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everyone for listening this week. If uh, you enjoyed this podcast, you can support it by uh, share it on social media, your Facebook, on your Twitter, uh, or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen. Uh, if you want to contact us, facebook.com slash profane arg, or you can tweet at Profane Arg. Also, please check out the other shows on the Soon To Be Named Network. You can find them all on SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com, host of different shows to fill your podcasting needs. I want to uh, thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may our God go with you. Never forget.